a series of short, actionable conversations that uncover why and how people focus in today's increasingly distracted world. Pull up a chair as we examine the obstacles, aha moments, and strategies that each unique guest uses to find focus. Today, we've got Eddie um, Patch from Partner Portal, CEO of Partner Portal, who I've known for a while. Uh, Eddie's deeply thoughtful about productivity and excited to dive in. Welcome, Eddie. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to be a part of the, the show. That's uh, terrific. Cool. Well, when we started, you know, before you and I kind of connected about this podcast, we talked about how you would rate yourself on a scale of kind of one to 10 in terms of your ability to focus. Um, I remember you said, I think a six, but I'd love to hear kind of how you're feeling today as you reflect on that question and, uh, and maybe why. Yeah. I mean, it, it changes all the time for me. Um, I wish it was a steady six today. Today felt good. Today was a 10. Um, but it, the maintaining consistency at a high output from a productivity standpoint is, is challenging and difficult. Uh, when you're running a business, there's a number of directions you could be pulled in. Um, and so for me, I, I notice, I know what my triggers are. I know what my distractions are. Um, and it's just a matter of being able to pull back uh, and get back into the rhythm of things. Um, but at, maybe on the day that we, we talked, I was feeling a six. That That sounds about right. <laughs> So, uh, what helps you focus, Eddie? Yeah. So, um, most of the time in my career, like if you were to talk to me in the, uh, every year up until this year, um, it was always my answer was always going to be around a tool or a product or an app. Um, but actually, as much as I love all of those things, I feel like I've evolved to learn that it's it's more than just the tools you use. Uh, for me, it's it's the the devotion to a single task or devotion to a single topic that allow me to distract, remove distractions and provide the focus. Um, so something as simple as adhering to a calendar block um, or blocking, clearing an entire day for one task or one initiative. Um, I find that that's been the most productive thing I could do outside of any other tool or app that you can download. How do you balance clearing a whole day with your responsibilities as being a CEO? Yeah, so as much so I, I'm rarely clearing off the entire day. Um, so it, it would be something that looks like first hour is is devoted to making sure any fires are put out or that I'm getting ahead of, of tasks. So yeah. I'll spend the first hour going through my inbox. I'll take a glance through the gated folder make sure that um, nothing uh, is in there that needs my attention or, or any, anything I need to get to. Um, and then I'll continue with the, the, the day block. Um, I usually give my team at least two weeks heads up if I'm going to be going and doing something like that um, so that everyone knows I'm, I'm going to be out of the office, no one's distracting me, um, and people can also plan accordingly around it. That's interesting. So the idea which we've talked a lot about with Gated around team norms, and the ability to to help your team understand how you are to work with. Um, are there any other tactics you've seen that work well to kind of set the expectations either for your team or external people about when you're in those focus blocks? Yeah, um, I, I've dabbled with the idea of um, out of office message for people. I feel like it's, I'd rather them feel like I'm, I'm already available for customers, especially, so I, I don't tend to do that. Uh, I, I usually just make it a point to not check my email and um, 
I, I've accepted that, I, look, I, I can't get back to everybody um, in a prompt response all the time, but I also, like we live in a world now where the expectation is, is that you are replying to people as soon as you, the message comes through, especially if, if now where we have a lot of our customers in uh, like the, the connect on Slack and that that's real time chat. The expectation is that you're providing a real time answer. Um, so I've, I used to fall into those where I, I, I was replying to everybody right away. And, um, but on these days specifically, you know, I make sure that it's just, it's like, so it's an acceptance that I make that it's, it's, this is for me, this is for the business, this is for the, in the long run, whatever's coming through the inbox or on Slack and wait. Um, so there, there's some of that as well. Um, but the, the team aspect is the biggest one because I, you want to encourage your team to also have these thinking days or catch up days or whatever it might be for them. I, I want my team to feel as though they can go and do it too. Uh, it's not, it's not just me doing it, but when, when people really need to dive into something and they need to find a distractless world, they, they should all feel comfortable being able to request something like that. I, I love that. That's really insightful to me around how you work with kind of email and Slack asynchronously. I agree. Like there is, even though they maybe are intended to be asynchronous mediums, they've become real time in nature of people being required, people having that expectation. What's most interesting to me is you don't change the expectation for people, mm -hmm. whether you are or are not more available. I think that's something we think a lot about. Um, I've also read that uh, it's so hard to, to ignore email um, because people do have that expectation of you. And so it sounds like you're more just adjusting and being comfortable with that awkwardness of not meeting the expectation on those periods of time uh, rather than trying to inform those people uh, that you may be slower or faster during those times. Yeah, I mean, uh, my answer is really in the context of these these like days, the, the, the focus days. If on a regular day, um, I am still falling prey to, to getting back people as soon as I can. Um, usually I, I leverage the email uh, like, like a boomerang type thing or scheduling. So I see it, make sure it's, everything's okay, comes back in the next day and I can get to it in my email block. Um, but the more I can do that, the, the less distracted I get. I find that, I, th I feel like you and I are similar in that way. Like you, we are actively communicating like very frequently, whether it's on LinkedIn or on email. Like I, I get quick responses from you. You probably notice like I, I usually respond pretty quickly too. Um, it, it's it probably those times where I feel like a four out of 10 are probably those days where I'm just doing too much of that. Uh, like it's, it's just too easy to get sucked in if, if you're not really paying attention and just not having that acceptance of it's, you know, we can, we could wait a day here. Nothing's, nothing's burning down. I think we're going to be all right. That's interesting. I, I'm learning. We think we spend a lot of time thinking about the norms. I'm excited to, to talk to you about some of the areas we're thinking about on the product side. Um, when you are in that focus day, what does that day look like to you? And how do you take the most advantage of it? Yeah, the my focus days look very different from a normal day. Um, my biggest, the biggest change that I can make in terms of my product productivity is changing my environment. Um, so it's usually some form of out being outside. Um, so I will take my computer with me. I'll go to Central Park, I'll go to the park. Um, 
I will also carry a notebook, which I rarely do on a normal day. So the, the notebook forces me to literally only focus on that one task. And if I'm if it's a strategic thinking or something I'm trying to work out, whether it's uh, visually a diagram or just like letting thoughts come out to, to plan for an event, um, that environment change to me is, is huge. I always hear about these CEOs that go on these like retreats um, where they end up in some crazy mountain for a month on like at a, at a monastery. I try to take that concept and do it as much and closely as I can in my seven or eight hours for that day. And I, I do feel like it, it, it puts me in a mindset that I wouldn't have been otherwise just sitting inside of my, at my desk. Um, so that, that is something I, I do try to do. Now, when you live in Chicago and New York and the places I've lived in the winter, not as easy to do this. Um, but in the summer, it's a, just a great option to, to be able That's to do. That's interesting. I'm excited. To, the other topic that you've talked a little bit about is the accountability partner uh, when you and I have chatted before. So I'm interested in clicking on that when you, but maybe, I don't know if you've heard of this company, but we've, we've spent some good time talking to them. It's called Cave Day. And they literally go online and you have other people that are also in that like cave environment. So they're not your work team. Um, I, I won't do it justice, but if people have, have a chance, like click on Cave Day and check it out. Um, I, I'd be curious because it seems like they've got the concept of the accountability partner as well, too. So I love how you change your environment up consciously, which I think is a really powerful concept that I yep. I want to start spend some time thinking about myself. But I'm curious, like, um, what do you think about the concept of, which you probably haven't seen the website, but the concept of having other people that are in that environment with you and to really, really flip it up and then... Talk to me about how you use accountability partners. Yeah, so that, that's actually one example of something that I, I've done. Um, not Cave Day, there's another platform. Um, I actually, so recently moving over as a, as a founder, um, I left a company that was about 600 employees, went off to my, run my own business, um, and we're, we're a small team. So as a, a founder, the whole cliche is it's lonely being a founder. It can be very true. Um, so for me, I, I actually was looking for something to to create that environment for me, like a, almost like a, a full team environment. And so I, I used, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but basically like we were describing with Cave Day, uh, I think it's super powerful if it's done strategically and it's there's intentionality around the like when you're going to use that. Um, I, but when I used it, it was during the holidays, um, probably most of December when I'm trying to unwind, I'm trying to spend time with family. Um, I, I'm putting out fires, but there's a bunch of admin tasks and things that I've just like, I know I'm going to get to, and I keep putting them off. I basically would hop into one of those, those focus groups, uh, spend 30 minutes to an hour and just knock out everything. And I don't, it's a really weird thing because you're sharing what you're going to do, you're sharing your task list with st complete strangers who could care less if you get it done. Um, but for some reason, that accountability and that expectation at the end of the session that you have completed what you did, I would fall prey to it. And I, and I don't know if it's like a competitive thing or what it is, but it, it absolutely worked for me. Uh, the other form of accountability partners are just other people that I know have a similar mindset to me, whether they're founders or they're sales, like VPs of sales or something at other companies, uh, just being able to check in with them on a Friday and go over everything we did for the week and kind of tell them what, we're, what I'm working on, what I'm hoping to get done by the next week. 
and then you know next Friday just kind of calling each other out if if you're not getting to those things. I think the the distractions or the reasons why you don't get to those things are usually really obvious. Uh, so just having an accountability partner that that knows your bad habits that can uh, nicely call you out on things is just a, a way to kind of course correct. That's really you on trail. I um I'm learning a lot. Everyone's got like a different style, and I love I love how thoughtful yours is. I'm curious. So one of the things I always struggle with is my best time to kind of context switch is in the evenings and the weekends when I when the kids aren't there, when there's no emails flowing in, when there's no LinkedIn or no Slacks flowing in. Um, and so I've I've unfortunately maybe made my time, you know, my, my my cave day or my quiet moments are when I'm in the evenings kind of eating into personal time. Um, you've described a really good system with like one, changing up your environment, two, accepting the discomfort of like bucking against the norms that people have expectations for you, which I think is really good. Um, I'm curious, do you feel like you've realized the benefits on the work-life balance side? Uh, you know, that can be especially tough being a startup CEO <laughs> of, of when to not, when to, when to accept that you can't do any more. And so are you finding that evenings yeah. and weekends are your time um, or do you end up doing other things to kind of make up for in those times? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. Um, I, so the first three years of my business, I worked full time and built my company on the side. So I was working a lot of nights and weekends um, and it got to a point where um, at the end of last year, I, I definitely experienced burnout, like a hundred percent. Um, it became just, it, there, there's only so much you can do. And I recognize that you need to have those, that the time to yourself, the time where you're not working. Um, so I still put in nights and weekends. It's very different though. It's not this like deep, uh, work. It's more checking schedules for the next day, moving a couple meetings around to make sure I have a, a clean block for the next day that I can adhere to. Um, but yeah, my, my nights and weekends now they're, they're much, they're a lot less intense. And I feel like that is just for me personally, it's, it's required to just keep a, keep the balance. Um, it's another form of kind of a, the acceptance of whatever I get done Monday through Friday, like that, that's what gets done. And if on the weekends, there's a couple things I'm, my mind is running on something and I have a creative idea and I, I want to ex explore it, spend a little time outlining what that would look like, but hold myself back to not go deep into it. Um, so nights typically unwind weekends, spend time with my, my wife and my daughter, um, and try not to let those things get, get in the way. Otherwise you find yourself yeah. just working. working well, that's great, well, I, this is, this is really neat, Eddie, maybe to wrap it up, I'd be curious, um, are there people or, or podcasts or books that have influenced the way you think about, uh, focus? Yeah. So the, the framework I really like is the Eisenhower, Eisenhower matrix president, president Eisenhower every day. Uh, he had his, his quadrant that he would, he would follow which I, I think a lot of people are really familiar with that one. It's uh, super simple and it allows you to just focus on what, what's actually important for the day and, and things that could be put off and, and even things that you could just completely scratch off. Uh, the other one is a book called make time. And so it's uh, how to focus on what matters every day. Uh, the two writers, the co-authors were former Google employees, uh, that figured out that there's a much more efficient way to, to attack your day. 
and their whole uh, uh, like framework and strategy is similar to what a, a lot of people talk about. Uh, like, I think it's called Eat the Frog, and then uh, there's another one called like uh, the, your big thing that you're gonna do for the day. And I, I think that's actually like a really smart way to approach the day. Because if if I'm working, let's say I'm working Monday through Friday, five days, and I get five big things done or five really important things done, every time I'm doing that, it's just creating momentum, and I, I end up getting more other like much more done anyway because uh, for me it's it's like it's more how do you feel and how productive do you feel is a, a, a direct result of how productive I'm going to continue to be and so even if it's just the one thing it, it's enough to get me going and, and just continue knocking the things out off my to-do list um, uh, but I, I do have like a very bad habit of writing out a to-do list and it turns into like a manifesto um, so that's something I'm, I'm working on uh, just having that restriction around, uh, just putting that one yeah, thing I do it and on not getting paper. carried I away. I've subconsciously done it um, as well too. Well, this is great. I appreciate you spending time with us. I think every guest we get, we learn something new, and I've definitely picked up the discipline that you bring to everything for focus and time management. Um, so it's really impressive and, and thoughtful. Thank you for taking the time, Andy. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, um, for sure, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, man. Cheers. All right, all right, Andy. I'll talk to you later, man. Thank you.